Welcome to the podcast at FatGuitarLover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. I can well remember back in the 70s going to the Long & McQuaid store on Bloor Street in Toronto to check out effects pedals. It wasn't like today with thousands of options, and I had just heard on some new records this very new, and suddenly seemingly everywhere, new sound. So doing some checking in magazines and talking to other players, remember we had no internet back then, we actually talked to each other, I learned that this sound was coming from a box called a flanger. When I went into the store, there were two flangers available to try out. One was in that always recognizable silver-colored box that we would know as an electroharmonics product, and it was called the Electric Mistress. I can tell you at my early age, that sounded like a pretty cool name. The other was a deep blue color, and it needed AC power, and it was from MXR, called the Flanger. There might have been others, but that's what was on the floor in what was, as far as I knew, the biggest music store around. Back at that time, I already had a few pedals. I had a wah pedal. I had a truly horrible fuzz distortion that not only fuzzed and distorted, but it would also pick up radio signals from around the world. And, of course, consider the time, I had an MXR phase shifter. The flanger sounded different. Sort of phaser-ish, but instead of sounding out of phase, it sounded more like it was out of time sync. Flanger popularity has come and gone. For a while, flanging was everywhere. Then it all seemed to go that route where it sounded like a jet on drugs, all swooshy and such, and that became tiresome super quickly. And then flangers seemed to disappear. With the tendency of our space, the musicians, to revere anything that's old, even if it was crappy, flangers have started coming back a few years ago, first as options in multi-effector modulation pedals, and then again as dedicated standalone flanger pedals. Today, we have again lots of options. So let's take a look at what a flanger does, how it works, and why it might be time to try one out. To get the sound of that flanger in your head, you could go back to where I was introduced, The Spirit of Radio by my favorite band Rush. Many will also recall the introduction to Hart's Barracuda, both excellent examples of early flangers. So what the flanger is doing is it's taking that original signal and splitting it in two. One of the signals is maintained unchanged. We'll call this the dry side. The other signal is delayed somewhat, and that amount of delay varies over time. Depending upon the time, the feedback setting, because it regenerates, and different options like tone, you can get anything from a subtle thickening and widening of the guitar signal to something where the volume of frequencies varies over time and you hear a much more whooshy, swooshy type of sound. If we plot the signals on a scope, we see a pattern emerge of highs and lows that looks sort of like a comb if you were looking at one from the side. This is where the whole term comb filter comes from. The signal is not combed. The frequency response curve looks vaguely comb-like. Unsurprisingly to folks who study effects history, Flanging was first implemented in a studio by the same guy who really brought delay to us, Mr. Les Paul. He did it with two reel-to-reel tape decks. Great engineers like Eddie Kramer adopted the process and used it to effect on records he engineered for Jimi Hendrix. To make it work that way, you have two tape decks, 
each with the same track on the decks, and those decks are synchronized. Then, as the playback is engaged on both decks to feed a single input from two outputs, you do as Mr. Kramer and his associate Gary Kelgren did. You put finger pressure on the edge of one of the playback reels. This throws the time out of sync, and we start to hear that flanging effect. By varying the pressure on the reel, the amount of delay changes, and this produces the modulation of these combined inputs as a single flange signal. Well, maybe you don't have two handy synchronized reel-to-reel decks at hand. And if you do, you may find it challenging to be pressing on a reel while playing your guitar. Enter the flanging effect pedal. Initially, these flanger pedals were all analog, but now we can find those are built analog and those that emulate analog via digital signal processing. There are myriad opinions as to which is preferable. I don't engage in those arguments. I'd rather spend time playing. Find out what you like best. Try a few different flangers. Now, some folks believe that flanging and chorus are the same thing. It's not really true, though. The delay times in flangers are much shorter, and a flanger will have that option to control the amount of feedback from its output back into the input. A chorus also has some frequency modulation that's happening, which gives a very different kind of sound. Although it's interesting to note that historically as flanging dropped in popularity, chorus increased. Look to the late 80s and early 90s to find chorus everywhere. Roland even built the chorus effect into their brilliant JC120 amplifier, where JC stands for Jazz Chorus. If you are seeking vintage analog flanging, and understand that that can be a bit noisy. There are reissues of the Electric Mistress out there. Originals command stupid prices in the used market. And you can also get that analog flange sound out of some multi-effects pedals that are built to emulate the sound of old analog. Strymon's Orbit is a DSP-powered flanger designed from the ground up to sound analog. A couple of other modern flangers that you can check out are the Camouflage from Thorpey FX. They're available here in Canada from Axe and You Shall Receive. Or the recent released, and in my opinion, absolutely awesome, Polychrome Flanger from Walrus Audio. I got my Polychrome from the fine people at Cosmo Music in Richmond Hill, Ontario. I tend to use my flangers set for a nearly always-on configuration, with a very gentle and subtle effect. It thickens and widens the soundscape of a single guitar, filling in empty space, yet doesn't walk all over other instruments or vocals in a mix. Of course, you can set your flanger to do whatever you want, but I really like that subtle, always-there feeling. If you've never tried a flanger, or it's been a while since you have, perhaps it's time to do so. As always, thanks for listening. Please consider subscribing to the articles and the podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted. Until next time, peace.